0: Hello, everyone. How are you? This is Juliet Hahn with Your Next Stop. You know what I say every week. I say it every time, but this is not any different. I am so excited to introduce you guys to Anita. Hey, Anita. How are you?
1: Good. I'm excited to be here. And
0: so I was going to say your whole name, but as my guests know, I sometimes butcher names. So can you say your whole name and your company's name? Sure. It's Anita Rajendra and I am the founder and CEO of LaBelle Bump. Okay. Perfect. And I was going to say LaBelle Bump, but then since I didn't say your last name, I was like, that's going to be weird. So I'm just going to have you do it because I sometimes butcher it. So I am so excited to have you here. And we when did we first meet? I mean, I feel like it's been like eight months, but time is so weird in COVID, right? I know. Exactly. I don't
1: it, It's been a while for sure. Yes. Okay. And it was, was it, it on months? Yeah. Was it on Clubhouse or was it LinkedIn? Um, I think, you know, that's a good question. I'm on both. So I honestly, I don't even remember. I know we connected and then and then connected on email and then talked, you know, on the phone. And yes, so it's been a little bit. Yes. And so I, I'm
0: excited though, because I know when we initially talked, I, I heard you somewhere or we connected on LinkedIn and, and so, there was a part of your story, because we did meet for like 15 minutes, because everyone my my, you know, my listeners know that I like to not hear the whole story. So I only like to know a little bit because I'm curious. So I kind of love to hear it unfold. It just, you know, makes me excited. And so you started to tell me, but you had some big things that were also happening. So we decided to, hey, let's schedule this in the winter because you're gonna be even in a different spot. So I just want to say welcome to your next stop and I'm like really excited for you to share your journey and a little bit about yourself with the listeners. Welcome to your next stop. This is Juliette Hahn. I am a wife, mom, virtual coach, public speaker, and crazy obsessed dog lover. I am so honored to be able to take you into the life of someone that has followed a passion. Every week, I hope you are as inspired as I am. Welcome to your next stop. So I would love for you to kind of go back, and this is what I've been doing. Um, Tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, you know, and that, and then how you became this woman that is a founder of LaBelle Bump. Sure.
1: So I guess my story starts in Memphis, Tennessee. I was born and raised there from immigrant parents. So they migrated to the US from India. So that um, played a a role in my childhood and just the focus of education and job and so forth. So I went to a good school, got a graduate degree and then worked for fortune 500 companies. So specifically General Motors and the Coca-Cola company. So great companies learned a ton but then a few years ago, I decided to make the, um, the big leap into entrepreneurship. And it was something that I'd always been interested in. It's one of those things where when someone would ask, you know, what would you like to do in five, 10 years? I would always say, I want to have my own business. Now, what that business was, I didn't know. But it was just there was this desire um, in me to do something like that. And I got to a point in my career where I wanted a change, but I didn't really know what. And, you know, I had this feeling in the back of my head. And I was just like, you know what? I either have to stop talking about this or do something about it. And so I kind of decided to take action. And uh, once I made that decision, it was like so clear. And I kind of put a, plan in place and kind of went from there. Haven't turned back.
0: (laughs) No, I love that. I love that. So this is another question that I always ask because it is, I am so curious about this. Were your parents, I know you said they were immigrant parents, but were they entrepreneurs or did you have someone in your family that you saw running their own business?
1: So it's interesting because obviously, you know, they came here for better opportunities for their children and, and hence education being so important and getting a good education. And then going, you know, and getting good jobs and stuff. So that was important. Um, and that was kind of the track I was on. And um, what they kept wanting me to do was like get that good job. But interestingly, my dad, he was a professor, but they also had a small business and so i did see that kind of growing up him kind of doing you know both things teaching but then um, going into the store and kind of you know seeing how my mom was helping with the finances and things like that so you know i it, so it was ingrained in me right. from a young age right yeah.
0: and do you think do you remember like if you could think back like your dad when he was the professor what his demeanor what his attitude was versus when he went into the store Like, do you see that? Like, and and I think the reason why I'm asking this is because it might've been one of those things like, okay, this is what my dad does, right? As we're kids, we kind of just look, but we can sense. And sometimes when we, we actually, when we have a feeling about what our parents are doing, we can tell, oh, that makes them more happy. And it's just like something that's innate in us. So was there a divide there? Could you see that when your dad went into the store, that was something that was really exciting to him or, and he was like a little bit more stressed as a professor, Do you remember
1: any of that? Yeah, that's an interesting question because um, I wouldn't say he was stressed, but I feel like the professorship and role was something he felt he had to do. It was like that quote safety net, right? Um, But I think he enjoyed like having the business. Um, He had had a partner and they worked together and had meetings and, um, you know, our families were obviously really close. So I think, you know, that looking back was um, his interests, like he, you know, he was So I guess in your words, he was excited about that. Whereas uh, being a professor, he enjoyed it because he loves learning. Um, but I do think it was like, okay, this is a stable thing, right? And this is what I need to do for the family. Right, right. And so when did he
0: start this business? When you were at what age? Or was it always there? Can you remember back?
1: I don't remember him starting it to be honest so it was probably when i was like a young age so it's a good question i should ask him now um but yeah i mean it, I, like i said i remember them having him and his partner having meetings like you know we'd go we as families go into a restaurant and they'd be talking business and you know we'd be talking other things and um So, yeah, I definitely, you know, remember that time. And then I also remember, I mean, he eventually sold it. So, um, and he sold it probably when I was in um, high school. So, um, you know, he had it for a good number of years.
0: Yeah, that's so exciting, and I, that's I love asking those questions because sometimes we're not even aware of you know what our parents are doing. And as parents, I know that you're a parent too. It's some it's sometimes kind of fun to see. Like I, as I've been creating this and growing this, I look back and think like, what do will my kids say? Right? Oh, my mom was always really excited every time. I, you know, every time I interview someone, I literally like skip down. I always tell them like, guys, look, listen to this. Like, think about that. Who would have ever thought that someone could start a business on this? Or they had this really stable job and they took a chance and look where they are now. Like I always do it. And it's funny because my kids pretty much know and so does my husband that that's, you know, going to be a little bit of the conversation in the day. It's going to be about someone I've interviewed or something that I'm doing entrepreneur, you know, myself. And so I just love that. And my husband works for a corporation. Um and has always been in the corporate world. And so it it will be interesting to see as they grow, like what their story is and how they project and talk about it. So that's why I love doing that. So, okay. So we're going to take it back now. So you were with, you know, General Motors, you were with Coca-Cola and it was, you said you were happy. It wasn't that you weren't, but you always had this kind of like feeling, Hey, I want to do something more. And so that's one of the things I also talk to my listeners about all the time is if you have that feeling, don't sit on it. Right. We have one life. And as much as it's, It's, it's scary. It's nerve wracking, but it's so exciting. And that excitement when you first take that step into doing something that you've dreamed about is like nothing else. So can you take us through that a little bit? Like how you were like, okay, I'm stopping. And this is the business that I decided to go
1: into. Well, and, um, before I get into that, just to the point you were making, that's something I thought about. I didn't want to like think, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now and be like, what if, you know, what if I had done that? Or I wish I had done that. Like, I didn't want to have that regret regret. And so that helped kind of lead me into the decision to, and I guess just a clarifying point, I I was, I'd been in the corporate world for a long time and I had this desire and I, I was ready. I was itching for something different, a challenge. And so, you know, the normal path would have been to interview for another position, whether at Coca-Cola or another corporation. And I kind of, you know, had some feelers out and was kind of, you know, talking about other, um, opportunities, but nothing like it was just exciting to me, you know, and, and I just wasn't thrilled about anything. And so, you know, I kind of took a step back and I was like, okay, why is this? And I was talking to a friend and, um, and again, this idea of like having my own business kind of came about, you know, and. I just kind of made that decision. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I don't want to regret it. Um, I've been talking about it for a long time. So, um, it was in December and I said, I'm going to give myself six months. And try to figure things out. So I stayed um, in my corporate ro- role at Coca Cola, and um, was like, okay. Once I made the decision, it helped kind of gain some clarity. And then I was a little methodical about it in terms of like I started reaching out to other entrepreneurs I knew to try to get you know an idea. Like it was a whole new world, and so uh, I needed to kind of know like how do I even start this? And I right. wanted to talk to other successful people, and and you know, and I started researching. Potential business ideas, because I didn't have that one business idea th- at the time. Um, so I was like trying to come up with ideas. And the idea for Lobel Bump actually came about when I was in a meeting, a work meeting. And before the work meeting starts, you know, everyone's chit-chatting, and one of my colleagues was pregnant and she was complaining about maternity clothes and like buying maternity clothes, and she didn't want to spend the money, all this stuff. And I think because I was in that ideation phase. And like you said, I'm a mom, I have three children, something kind of clicked. And so the wheels started turning and I was like, there's got to be a better way. You know, I mean, yes, nobody wants to be buying clothes for a temporary period. And sometimes what fits at the beginning of your pregnancy doesn't fit later. Or if you have other kids, the seasons might be different. You know, there's so many reasons. And so, so that's kind of how, you know, led me to LaBelle bump. I started doing research, talking to other moms um, and everyone I talked to, it's like, this is a great idea. It makes sense, you know? So yes. that's, that's
0: how it started. So, and then I want you to take, cause people are going to be like, okay, what is it? What is it? Right. So I want you to tell us, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but I do want to, to say, and this is another thing that I talk about on here all the time, that it's so important to ask the questions and do research. You could do the research on Google, right? You don't have to like so many people feel silly. That, and that's the thing I have the time and time again, we'll talk to someone and they'll be like, well, I just felt silly saying, hey, do you think I can start this? Because they're afraid of the rejection. They're afraid of someone saying, who are you? Why would you start that? How could you do that? But we need more of that in this world. And, you know, we need that more of that. And so if you're nervous... Also, if someone has an idea, they're sometimes afraid someone else is going to take it, right? (laughs) So, so you kind of have to put that aside because if it's something that you're meant to do again, every time, you know, I talk about this on this podcast, whether you believe in God or the universe, we all have a path and we all don't find it or we all don't find it at the same time, but listening to that kind of your gut or listening to little things like the person in your meeting, like you were in creation mode, right? So you were thinking, and that's where it was like, you know, I believe in God. So God, and I believe he was like, Hey, I'm going to give you this idea. Cause I know this is where you are. And this is what you're meant to do, whether it's what you're meant to do for the rest of your life or at this moment. That's something that I also think people need to kind of embrace and be like, okay, I don't need to know what's going to be happening in 20 years, but I need to know, you know, I know what I want to do now and kind of think of more in the now instead of, yes, you want to think future. You don't want to be like completely
1: impulsive, but there has to be a very good balance with that. Hmm. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, definitely don't let fear stop you. You know, it can be scary. It is scary. And, you know, I had no experience in retail fashion, any of that, you know? So, I mean, there was part of, you know, that imposter syndrome, how could I do this or whatever, you know, but, I just kind of took it one step at a time and, um, did the research, like you said, and especially nowadays it's, it's a lot easier to do research. Like I would just create a survey, put it out on Facebook forums and other groups, you know, and got lots of responses. Yes. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, definitely, the internet definitely helps. It definitely does. Do all that. But yeah, so that's one of the, like the tips that I do say, it's so important just to start asking
0: questions. And, and also what you did was really smart is you kind of surveyed the marketplace. I shared on, um, one of the podcasts, I had this idea for, and I can't believe I'm telling it again, cause it's so silly, but I had this idea for a razor because I have very deep armpits because it was when I was really working out and I, so I had developed muscles on both things. So it was really hard for me to shave <laughs> (laughs) I have now done laser. So, anyone that's like, what is she still shaving? I've done laser. But at the time, I was like, I'm going to create a razor that is specific for deep armpits. And so I I told my husband, and he's like, "I, I don't know that others have this problem. I think it could be just you because sometimes that happens. So, I was like, you know what? I need to start asking around. And when I did start asking around, I realized it is a little bit me. There are some people (laughs) with deep armpits, but it's a little bit more. So I was like, okay, it's not going to be viable enough. Now, if I had just kept that to myself, created it and went to market, it probably wouldn't have been successful because there's not a lot of deep armpitted people out there.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yes.
0: So that's why I think it's so smart that you did that little bit of work. It's not that, and it's not that you were sitting on it and being like, okay, I don't want to do it. You did the proper research before, now, I'm not saying we always need to do that, but when it comes to like a product or something that you're creating or like, you know, a, a business, it is good to, to talk and ask and kind of brainstorm because also when you brainstorm, sometimes you get other ideas. And so it's really important to kind of use the collaboration and not just kind of sit on it and yourself. And when you put those steps in, I'm sure this helped you, the more excited you got.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. As people were responding to the idea and saying, this totally makes sense. You know, I'm like, why, why isn't this around? Or, or, you know, I wish I had this, you know, like, um, definitely got me excited to, to continue and bring it to life.
0: Right. Okay. So dive into a little bit of more of what it is. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. So it is a company that rents maternity and nursing clothes. So we've got everyday wear that right now we have is subscription based, but for a monthly fee, you have, um, three or five items based on your, um, box and you have unlimited exchanges. So you essentially have a rotating closet. So you can always have something new and fresh. You can get things every week. How it's totally up to the customer, how often she wants to exchange items. And then we also have special occasion rentals that are, you know, as the name suggests for special occasions. So short term seven day rental. And then we have, um, complimentary products that can be purchased as well. So, um, kind of expanding into a lot of different things, but, um, yes, definitely renting maternity and nursing clothes. And, you know, the reason I guess the why for me, I think it's really important. So I want to share is that I personally believe pregnancy is an amazing time in a woman's life. Um, but we don't always appreciate or celebrate that it would understandable. Right. I mean, you're tired, you're might be sick, feet swollen. If you have other kids, that's a whole other level of tiredness. Right. Um, and so I really wanted to focus on her, the woman, and I really wanted to help her feel and look confident and beautiful during that special time in her life so that's kind of like our mission and and um ultimately why You know, I started it and I've continued with it. I love
0: that. I love that so much. So also, can you explain to me? So subscription-based, so like I would go up, tell people where they can find you also. Lobelbump.com. Okay, perfect. So I would go to Lobelbump.com and I would Mm -hmm. fill out an application. So when you said like you have the special occasions, so it's like, you know, very much like rent the one runway where it's like you could keep it for seven days. The other stuff, how long? So if I had like a top that I loved, is it what is the shelf life of that? When do I have to return it? Can you take us through a little bit of that?
1: Yeah. So yes, if you're doing our everyday subscription plans, you come on the website, fill out a style profile, so kind of give us you know information about your preferences, sizes, and so forth. Um you can also fill out a wish list, kind of tell us, you know, the styles you like um and would like to see in your boxes. And then we have a stylist, we use real people. So not, you know, just computer, um, we use a stylist and she'll kind of review everything and then select items for you. And it's really up to you how long you keep it. It is, it's a monthly fee. And as long as you're paying the monthly fee, you can keep items as long as you want. So some people will keep items for a couple of months. Some people want to just exchange and kind of, you know, have something new and fresh, um, constantly. So they might wear, you know, the items and then send them right back. Um and get a another set. So it's um it's definitely very flexible and whatever you as the consumer wants to do. I love that. And I think, oh my gosh, I wish I had that with my three kids because <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, I, you know, it, it just, oh, I mean, I did not have the best stuff. However, I did go, like I went to like the maternity, store. I don't love shopping. So this would have been so up my alley because it would have been like, okay, I could just do this, take the headache out of it. But the other thing I love, because the environment is close to my heart, that you're also helping the environment. It's helping the environment because you're not having people buy all these things that they're using a couple times. And, you know, I know in my group of um, friends and my, you know, siblings, we would share maternity clothes, but it also was like my sister and I are the same size, but I gained 65 pounds during my pregnancy and she gained 25. So... Um, sharing was, re- I, I mean, I couldn't fit in her clothes before. So it's, it's also so specific to your body that this is brilliant because we could share a couple items, but then it was like, you know, she would wear a top of mine and it would look ridiculous. And I couldn't even get my ankle
1: into her stuff. Yeah. And even, I mean, I had the same issue just with my, the stuff that I bought in my first pregnancy. Right. I mean, by my second pregnancy and my third, my body had changed. So what looked right, re- you know, great first time, did not look great <laughs> again, right? Or or it had been, you know, worn out or whatever it might be. So um, yeah, even like the clothes that I bought, um, and it's funny, I joke around with people. I'm like, I wish I had thought of it when I was pregnant. You know, <laughs> I didn't. So now I'm just helping other other women, right? But yeah.
0: But that's the other thing is it didn't happen when you were pregnant because you were it wasn't supposed to happen then, right? You were you were right. supposed to go yeah. through it and also know your experiences and be like, okay, now I can help people even more because I, there's been like probably twice in my whole career here that I think about what if I had started this when I had young kids and I like, cr- I like cringe. I'm like, Oh no, I, like I, it just wouldn't have been the same thing. I wouldn't have been able to be as present with them and them understanding, right. The presence of, you know, and, and for myself, I wanted to be, you know, there, uh, more of a hundred percent than, than not. And so it's a very specific thing. But so I always kind of laugh at that because we all do that, right. Oh, I can't believe I didn't start. I didn't think about this 20 years ago. So I love that. And I love that you guys are really, I mean, you're, you're, you're helping the woman, and and I love the mission statement where it's like, you know what, I want you to feel beautiful because this is a beautiful time, uh, even though you might not be feeling as beautiful. Because I mean, when I gained sixty five pounds, I was like Shrek. I mean, I, I I liked myself still, but I was I was large March um, So it is so after so this is so you have the nursing stuff as well because I know for myself, a lot of my pregnancy clothes that I really liked, I did wear when I was nursing because it was just comfortable. And so, I mean, I feel like, I feel like, like five years ago, maybe I like gave up my nursing bra, and my daughter's like twelve. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like we all kind of keep on to that. Like, I mean, right? Yes. My, my listeners might be laughing and being like, "No, again, that's something that you just do." <laughs> no,
1: everybody keeps their maternity pants, right? <laughs> like, that's one thing, yes.
0: Because <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, okay, I gained a little weight. You know, right? <laughs> can fit back into those. Um, I don't have those anymore, thank goodness, because I, I'm not over two hundred pounds, which I was when I was. <laughs> um, but I do love that you're doing that because it is such a specific thing and it takes the ease out of it because that's the other thing when you're pregnant and you're you're like, I know there's times where I'm shopping, even when I'm not pregnant and I just don't want to get undressed and try things on. Right. Like it, right. it annoys me and I have to be in the mood. Now, again, I know there's people that love to do it, but here again, you're pregnant, you're not feeling great. You're like, this is just an easier thing. And the fact that you can keep it as long as you want. If something is good, you can get different, you know, additional colors. If you're like, right. I love that top. I want it in all these different things. And then that they can even continue on to nursing because we're still, you know, I know there's specific nursing clothes. Yes. The ones that open, that are easier, mm-hmm. but I mean, right. a lot of us just lift up, right? I mean, we're just like, right, we're, yeah. we're lower down. <laughs> and the fact that you can still have the convenience of your service is huge.
1: Thank you. And we did, we also actually, to that point, um, also manufactured a it's patent pending nursing scarf, Mina and Vine. And so um, we have that to offer um, our customers as well, which is great. It's it's a stylish scarf that can be worn in more than 10 different ways, like from a poncho to a sash to a vest because um, it has magnetic fasteners and uh, temperature regulated fabric. So, so that's exciting. So we started offering that as well.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So here's the other question. So if someone loved one of the tops, can they
1: purchase it or is it? Yes, yeah, they can. Yes. Yeah. So we do have customers that are like, I, you know, can't give this up, whatever. And so, um, yeah, so they can purchase and then they can, um, keep it for as long as they would like. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay. So tell me how
0: you have, you said you have three kids. How old are they? 13, 11, and nine. And what do they think about
1: the business? Oh, they are so interested. I mean, I think you said this earlier, you know, the season of your life and when you had kids and starting a business. And, um, I mean, I think it's so interesting for them to see me kind of go through the process and start it. And, you know, they like to help out, especially my oldest daughter. She's really interested in, she's, you know, every now and then she'll be like, can I, you know, I'll help you or I'll help you do this or, you know, whatever it might be. And, um, even my youngest son, you know, he's it's interesting sometimes the questions he's like, you know, so, you know, how long, what if this customer keeps it this long or what if, what if it gets ruined or like, you know, what happened to, you know, it gets locked. I mean, like the questions that come up are, are really interesting, um, to kind of see to and hear them say that. So, so they like it and it's, it's interesting cause, um, they, you know, in their own interests, I can see they're like, Oh, maybe we can do business out of this. You know, like my girls love to cook and bake. And they're like, um, we should like start selling this, you know? So, um, it's, it's definitely fun to see. It's it's so awesome because it also is, it's like a
0: conversation starter with them, right? It gives you guys also Mm -hmm. something else and you're showing them, Hey, mom was here, but now mom is here because I had a dream. I had a dream. And I put that dream into effect. And I think that's what's so important for our children to see because, you know, and we talk about this so many times in the podcast as well is, you know, there's always that, that plan. You're supposed to go to school, go to college, get married. Now I never bought into it, even though that's exactly what I did, which is kind of funny, but it, it was my choice to do that. Mm-hmm. If I went, if I decided to go off and if my kids decide not to go on that path, I totally support them. I just want them to be happy and good people. But I think it's really, it's so important that we talk about, you know, about being entrepreneurs or finding what you like, because it doesn't always have to be that path. Like your path is your path and my path is my path. And it doesn't have to be, well, this is the path that society wants for us. So it's cool for your kids to see. And I love the curious questions your son asks. So, I mean, that's something that you can see, like he's a super curious kid, you know, just, Hey, ask me some more questions because he's also going to maybe at times, and it might have already happened that he asks you a question and you're like, I didn't think of that. Amazing. (laughs) Let's now research this and see if I need to do that. So I think that is brilliant. And what does your husband,
1: um, what is his feelings on all of this? He's very supportive. Yes. He's in a different field than me. And so it was interesting when I first started it because he did have to be a little bit more involved just because, you know, I mean, I was leaving corporate job was starting something new, you know, financially that was different. Um, I was going to be working from home using our home homes, you know, like, so it was interesting in the beginning stages to, um, of that because he had to be more involved just because right? you know, how much home life I was going to be using. Um, but he's been supportive the whole way through. And, um, you know, he, he is a bit of hands off. He's like, you know, you know what you're doing or this is your deal. And so, which is, which is nice, but definitely Open if you know I'm like, well, what do you think about this, or should I, you know, and um, that kind of stuff. So I love that. It's good to cut, kind of, yeah, kind of have that sounding board. I love that because we've, I've again, have had many entrepreneurs
0: on where their partner is very involved, or they are like my husband's more like your husband. Like, if you want to bounce things off, I'm really supportive, but I I believe in you. I'm confident that you got this and you know, run with it, which is, which is my personality. I'd rather have that, you know, but there are times where I'm like, Hey, can you sit and kind of brainstorm this with me? Um, and he will always be open to that, but there's other times where he'll say, you know what? I I, I, like, that sounds interesting, but I don't, it's not really like, it's not really my niche and and your niche or whatever. I can't even pronounce that Mm -hmm. word, but you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think it's important for the listeners to hear. You also don't always have to have the support of spouse or partner or friend, but sometimes the accountability and having someone to bounce things off is really special and important. And so if it is something that you're thinking, Oh, I don't have that support system. Again, the internet, social media, you can find that support system. And it is good to have that brainstorming bouncing, you know, it off because, um, there's going to be times, as you know, in the entrepreneurial world, there's the highs and then there's the lows. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Some days it's like, oh my God, I feel crazy. I mean, I've had, you know, highs, highs, and then like the next day, lows, lows. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. (laughs)
1: I know. I joke. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm like, <laughs> you know? And then the, the next minute could be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> you know. And I remember a friend, uh, another entrepreneur telling me, it's just like, you know, people don't tell you this, but there are days when you don't like your company, <laughs> you know? And it is true. I mean, they, it, it's very true. There are low days. And, um, but as long as the high days are, you know, outweigh the low days, then you can keep going. Then
0: you can keep going. But that's the thing. I was just talking about this yesterday is, um, I had an entrepreneur tell me once that she tries not to go like, she doesn't go with the emotions. So like those high emotions, she'll just be like, Hey, that was a, or the ones that were the win. That's a win. Okay. Now. Okay. That's a loss, but she tries to take the emotion out. And I was laughing cause I was like, Oh, that that's, that takes talent because <laughs> right. I mean, even even in my life, like when I'm happy, I'm happy. When I'm angry, I'm angry. When yeah. I'm sad, I'm sad. Like I am a, emo- I am an emotional being like that is who I am. I'm built that way. But that's an interesting thought process because mm-hmm. she's like the lows don't get as low and the highs don't get as high. Um, but I kind of, I, I mean, I also enjoy like that, that kind of drives me and, and continues <laughs> to go, but it is, as you said, some, some moments it will be like an hour of low. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, am I in the right spot? Am I in the right spot? And then you have a win. That's a huge win that takes you through months of not questioning. Am I in the right spot? So again, it's like listening to your gut, listening to God, the universe, whatever it is, and just kind of following it and taking it one stride at a time.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Yes. Stay tuned for a quick message
0: from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. Tell people where they can find you again, and are you on other social medias? Is it just your website?
1: Yes. So we are, um, the company LaBelle Bump is on all the social platforms. You can find us at LaBelle Bump. Um, so Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all of that. Um, and then me personally, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram as well. Um, so you can find me, Anita Rajendra.
0: And that will all be in the show notes. So I know my other dyslexic, you know, I'm dyslexic. My other dyslexic listeners are like, I don't know how to spell any of that. (laughs) So LaBelle LaBelle is L-A-B-E-L-L-E-B-U-M-P and then um you'll be able to find Anita I can't see your since I don't have my glasses on I can't see your name so can you spell your last name
1: (laughs) sure it's Rajendra it's
0: R-A-J-E-N-D-R-A thank you it's funny I just have gotten to where I can see things close like so I'm 48 and so I'm very fortunate like I have friends that you know they're iPhones there's, they have like yeah. all, but I'm I can see close totally far away I can't and I just right. move my computer back a little bit and I'm like oh, I'm gonna have to squint to read your last <laughs> name so we'll just we'll have you do that That's, no problem the fun things with aging well I just have to say Anita I am so glad and I I you know I knew when we first met I just love. Uh, your whole story and you know, so many avenues of it are really cool. One of them being that you always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but you didn't know what you want to do. So that's one thing that I want my listeners to take away. You don't have to have that great idea, but you might want to be like, I want to go into business myself, or I really want to explore that. And then as Anita said, she heard in that boardroom, about the woman talking about it. And it was like, ding, ding, ding. So those are the things that she was aware of because the situation she was in, because she let herself dream about what could be, she let herself dream about, you know, this is the business that I I want to start a business. So I love that part of the story because a lot of the entrepreneurs that I have on, you know, had an idea or they, you know, the idea is what created it, but yours was, it was, was different. It was a little bit in reverse, which I do everything in reverse. So I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So anyone guys, you might be listening to this saying, Oh, I'm not pregnant. So it doesn't pertain to me. There's someone in your life that is pregnant. Think about it. Cause that's what I want you to do. I always want you to think, especially when you're listening to this podcast, you might have a neighbor that has a niece that has a friend. You don't know who can actually use this. Why not make them feel better? That's the other thing. Can you do gift certificates? So if someone's yes. listening, okay, great.
1: Yes. I was just going to mention, yes, we do have gift cards um, and it's great kept. And even, I mean, husbands um, we see give it a lot to their wives or um, partners, you know, um, just to kind of help them. Cause again, you want to feel good, you know, and it's, it's a little, it's a little way that it has a big impact, right? Well, cause it's, it's a
0: thoughtful gift. It's a really thoughtful gift. If you really get down and think about it, it's taking the headache of having to every couple, you know, months change your wardrobe and do this. This really takes it out. So I absolutely love the idea. I think it's brilliant. And um, I can't wait to continue to watch you grow. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for God, joining your next stop. So guys, you know what to do rate review, share. Seriously, I've been saying this now the last bunch of episodes, share this with five of your friends because three of them are going to be like, oh my gosh, I know X, Y, and Z that's pregnant. She could totally use this. Also, what a great shower gift or a great, you know, when the person says they're just pregnant. I mean, how fun is that? So definitely rate, review, share, follow Anita, go follow LaBelle, uh, LaBelle bump. And, um, guys, you know what to do. Just get it out there and dream big. If you're dreaming, please take action. Please think about it. Take that step and do something. You won't regret it. So thank you again, Anita. Thank
1: you. It was fun.
0: I hope you liked this episode of Your Next Stop. Please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends and join in each week.